Jericho. How are we today? I hope we're doing good. I'm your host and your guide here on this mental health show of mine. And remember that you can watch the uh, recorded version of this show on YouTube as well as the VOD on Twitch. For all of you audio listeners, the show is available on Spotify, iTunes, and most of your favorite audio platforms. We do the show live every single Monday. Uh, unless I don't, but we're doing it on this Monday. We do them at 7 p.m. Central here in the States. And man, do I have a story for you guys. So uh, something that happened to me this past weekend that hopefully none of you can relate to, but unfortunately I know that most of you can. Um, so I, I collapsed this weekend because of my back. Uh, for those of you that have watched this channel or heard me talk, uh, I, um, I, I have a bad back injury that I suffered about four-ish years ago, and I had a regular week. I'm a pretty active guy, um, and I was feeling a little bit um, tense, just a little sore, been trying to do a new workout regimen, and been feeling really good, and I happened to go get a massage just to, just to uh, see if I couldn't loosen things up get the massage feeling great and then when I got home uh, to my parents place uh, got out of my car walked into the barn where I reside and everything just shut down completely shut down and I felt a pain that I've never felt in my entire life for those of you that have had your back go out you, then you know exactly what I'm talking about but it literally took me to the floor it took me to the ground and I could not move and I was making sounds and noises that I didn't even know were possible. It was a new sensation of pain that was it was it was insanity. Uh, my phone, you know, where help was, was in the uh, house and in between where I was in the house. I, I you know, I, I'm not good with numbers, but I'd have to say at least a good 30 to 40 yards of driveway, big driveway long driveway I had to crawl Wolf of Wall Street style across the driveway inch by inch maybe even millimeter by millimeter to get to the house it had to have taken me at least 20 minutes and and it's crazy because I'm like I'm like down on my hands and knees right and I'm taking like the tiniest of baby steps the tiniest of baby steps okay um, with pain that I've never felt before, um, this crazy sensation, right? And oddly enough, though, between all of that, it felt normal, which is something that kind of struck me of why does this feel normal that I'm going through this incredible pain right now? Because, you know, my adrenaline was not racing. Uh, I wasn't even sweating. I wasn't upset. I wasn't scared. I just was. And... In that continuing moment, I realize that my body is doing this because my body is used to pain. It's used to normalizing pain, no matter what pain level that is. It was a new pain, but my body didn't freak out to it. There was no fight or flight, which is a normal reaction. That's what pain is there uh, in our body for, is to alert us to an issue that is going on, right? And so... <laughs> When my body and my mind should be panicking, my body was more of like, oh, you have four flat tires and your transmission is shot? Dude, you're fine. You, you don't need those limbs anyways. Let's just crawl. We haven't done that in a while. And it's funny because that normalization came back today because I was talking with a new friend 
and he was discussing how the brain normalizes good things too where when you go to a new fancy restaurant that you've never been to before and the first time you step in you know it's vibrant and it's bright and it's exciting and it's all these new cool things you've never seen them before and your brain is processing all these things when you go back it's never as sweet as the first time right it loses its luster because our brain knows how to do that it knows how to compute that and then it's like oh this isn't a big deal anymore and that's kind of how it is with pain right and if you go back and back and back again it becomes chronic and with me significantly injuring my back four years ago um which is an extremely common thing to have a hurt back. We all kind of, have, you know, bad back guy. I've told you guys before, it's boring as all get out. I hate talking about my back, but I'm talking about it today because it relates to what we're going to talk to here in a minute. And it's been my situation for years. And it's funny because I know a lot of you guys can probably relate to this when it comes to chronic pain that I only notice the pain when it's not there. On days when I'm like, wait a second, why is this not hurting right now? That's the only time I notice the pain on my back. Otherwise, it is a constant, every second, every day, yearly thing. You guys that suffer from similar things, no matter what it is, you know the sensation that I'm talking about. You only notice it when it's gone. And that's not good. And I absolutely know that it's affected my mental health, which is already combating, uh, combating bipolar. I know that it's affected my bipolar. I know that it's affected change in my brain, and that's what chronic pain does. Chronic, persistent pain prolongs systematic and chemical brain changes for all of us. And that leads to psychological changes. And over time, this impacts brain function. Uh, this changes our behavior, our overall health, our mental health. We, you know, this is pretty common stuff that I'm telling you guys. You guys already pretty much know this. And the stats behind chronic pain are staggering, though. Um, studies show that those with chronic pain are four times more likely to have depression and anxiety of those who are pain-free. And in fact, the CDC estimates that on a given year, 50 million U.S. adults suffer from chronic pain, 20 million of that pain so bad that it's debilitating. And it becomes one of these things where it's uh, your uh, chronic pain has its mental disorder, friends, anxiety, and depression, and it kind of becomes a chicken or the eggs paradox of was I depressed because of my pain or am I in pain because of my depression? And the worst thing is, is that both are true. And that collision can be devastating, right? Like, it leaves you not wanting to be here sometimes. And I want to be careful with what I talk about with what I'm going to say next is that, you know, suicide is not monolithic in terms of reasons to why. It's acted out. Chronic pain can be the catalyst for ending things. I mean, the U.S. National Center of Injury Prevention and Control did a study back from 2003 to 2014, and it showed that there is a correlation between suicide and chronic pain, and that those percentages of people who suffer from chronic pain and attempt or succeed in suicide, those percentages are growing, which is not a good number. We don't want that, right, guys? So chronic pain, mental health, mental illness, when you are dealing with those things, compounding upon each other, you know, just making it through the day is a marathon. And if you've done that today, I applaud you. Seriously. It's awesome that you're here. And people with chronic pain know that is true, that if they can make it through the day, it's a big deal. And the other huge part about chronic pain that I want to talk about tonight as well is that people can't see it. Just like our mental afflictions that nobody else can see, rarely do people see chronic pain. 
if you guys walked or looked at me walking down the street, I know that I'm fairly fit guy. I'm very active. You would not guess that I've been in chronic pain for four years. You don't guess it with anybody else it is. And four years isn't that long of a time. Some people go through it their entire lives. They've just been born into pain. So for people to not acknowledge it or understand it and the rage that that induces, I mean, I don't need to explain to you what that rage feels like. So many of you know what that is. So that's what I want to talk about tonight. I thought uh, we could talk about both of those things, how chronic pain really does affect our mental health. And then on top of that, how frustrating it can be when people don't see it. And it's funny, my friend that I'm about to bring on here in two seconds is somebody that um, can speak to all of this. So I thought she would be the perfect person to have on tonight. So without further ado, I would like to introduce uh, one of my very, very good friends who is a writer, director, uh, producer, actor. And she's just, she's just a cool, cool lady. Everybody, welcome on Jessica Vasami. Jess, how are we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, first off, um, fuck Suddenlink, right? Am I right? <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> Thank you for that. No, that makes me feel good. That I mean, is, yeah. That is chronic pain for me, is having to deal with Suddenlink. It is, it's been never-ending. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah. It's the worst. They're the worst. They're so they're they're they're. I think they might be the worst one, and I hope they see this. <laughs> I hope they do too. I, I they know my name. I I, I I tell you that they know who I am. Um, I got so I got the it. red line phone to the for, to the top, so we'll be getting a call <laughs> after the show. Uh, yeah. Jess, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You know, I saw you a couple days ago, and we were just kind of talking about this, and I didn't plan on hurting my back as a good transition <gasps> into chronic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, it's. Uh. It's one of those things that so many people deal with something that we can't see, right? And yeah, you know, you and I just recently connected again this year, uh, hadn't having mm-hmm. been colleagues at Rooster Teeth for so long, uh, mm-hmm. and it was. I, I'm so happy to have you on the show tonight uh, for multiple reasons. One, it's just good to see you, but also hearkening back to I what I just said of, I did not know the entire time I've known you as a person that you were somebody that suffered from chronic pain. Like I just would never have guessed. Uh, I guess it never like really came up. I had no idea. You know, it's one of those things I just didn't see. And I know that recently you've been going through things to uh, combat that and stymie it it, just for a little bit. So I thought it'd be great for you to kind of just share that with our audience, our viewers, and just kind of tell them what you've been going through. Yeah. um, And this sounds super silly. So I guess I'll say what it is first. Um, I could never burp. And from the outside, no definitely like oh you can't burp that sounds like a first world problem to me um but it and definitely on this on the big scale of things yes it is not like a awful awful issue um you know in the world people are definitely dealing with far far worse issues uh than me not being able to to burp um but it really has caused so much pain all throughout my life since uh, the beginning of high school. I think that is the earliest that I can remember um, where and when I say when I can't burp, literally the air gets trapped inside of your body and okay. does not release. Um, it just gets like basically 
the more air, there's like a pillow of air at the bottom of your um, esophagus and stomach when they meet each other. There's just a constant pillow of air there. So anytime I drink water, eat food, um, maybe breathe in too deeply, I'm not really sure. I swallow air, more air gets in there. It, as we all do, we all swallow air when you drink when you're drinking carbonated beverages, um, just just everyday life, sometimes you you swallow air. It's normal, but you guys, other people, know how to burp it out. But mine, it just keeps filling with air to the point where I feel like my whole um chest, back, stomach, um, everything is just filled with air, and it is the worst pain ever. And the only, there is no medication or anything to just get rid of the pain in that moment. You know, like when you have a headache, you're like, I'm going to take some Tylenol and it's just going to knock it out. So no the Toms only... or antacids or anything else like that or gas X nope. or nothing. Nothing helps it? Nope. Wow. Because it is it is literally just trapped air that needs to get out via burping. The, the um, what's it called? Like Tums and stuff? They would maybe help for, I'd say, about 10 minutes. It, things would be settled for a second. But then the air's like, no, bitch, I'm here and I need to get out, you know? And um, and so it's just it, it, like the only way that the pain would go away is if I lied flat on my back um, laying down. So you can imagine how embarrassing and not great this is when these situations happen in public, which they have many, many times. Um, to the point where my senior year of high school, my winter dance, um, we had rented a limo and there was champagne. And I knew that if I drink some champagne, my bubbles might act up. But again, I never know when the bad the bad bubbles are coming. That's what I call them is my bubbles. And when I say the bad bubbles, I mean as in it's one of those times where the only way to get rid of the pain is to lie flat on my back and essentially just go to sleep. And so um, that happened, and we were on our way to the dance. And I think it was a mixture of nerves and the champagne where the bubbles got really, really bad on the way. And it took about like 45 minutes to get to this place. And so there I am in the middle of the limo, lying flat on my back in the, in the, the, in the limo, like not on a seat because the seats are being taken by everybody. I am at everybody's feet, lying down in the small little space in the limo like a an idiot i don't know and everyone's looking down at me like what's wrong with you i'm like i yeah I, I can't burp and they're like what does that mean that's stupid that doesn't make sense stop lying what's going on and i'm like i i don't know it, whatever it is it it hurts and i i'm in pain <laughs> so i don't know what to tell you it's happened i've people have asked me if i if they need to call an ambulance because they see me laying flat on the ground um and I have to try and explain to them, no, I'm just filled with air. And nobody gets it or understands it because it sounds stupid. I know it sounds dumb, um, but it it's awful. <laughs> um, and I've been not believed before either. For ex example, like in college, if you know people are playing beer pong, I'm like, oh, I want to play. And they're like, great. Well, you're going to drink all this beer, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I can't drink the beer, but I have like my little vodka cranberry here. You know, and they're like, no, why can't you just drink the beer? And I'm like, I can't because I can't burp and all the carbonation, it hurts me. And they're like, you're lying. You just don't want to drink the beer. And I'm like, ha, I'll go fuck myself. Uh, dope. So, I mean, again, it sounds so silly in a lot of ways, but it has truly um, really s sucked a lot of my life. And I've had to go home from certain big events in life 
or go into the car early, leave places earlier, um, being, yeah, it's just, it's not been great um, until I found a solution. And uh, I feel I'm talking too much. Is this okay? No, no, just no. Yapping. No, no, you're not. This is okay. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I want to hear about the solution, but you know, one thing you, you're talking about that I think so many people that uh, can relate to, but I want to know how it is for you. Which one was more exhausting for you? Was it going through the pain or having to constantly, constantly tell people again what was going on? Uh, that's a, mm, I almost just want to say they were both equally exhausting because they both just sucked so much. Um, yeah, they they both were were not great because even when I wasn't around other people and I got bubbles... And I'd just be alone, uh, dealing with the pain, just sitting there, just like, God. And I never, I never thought that there was a cure either. I never thought that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but yeah, they both sucked so much. And I'm glad that I can talk about it more. I actually didn't know that this was a thing that people deal with like most things in life i feel like in the world is as big as it is we are not alone sometimes we definitely feel like we are but i do think that there is at least one other person that um understands with with uh understands that you're going through something and um can maybe be there for you but this situation i found a bunch of people on reddit um, great, great community can be toxic in some ways, but just a little bit. where, yeah, just a little bit, um, where they, uh, it's called no burp and it's just a bunch of people talking about how they can't burp their struggles. Um, sometimes they send videos of themselves and the bubbles that they would hear that you would hear, uh, before they got this specific surgery and just kind of their overall life experiences and quality of life. That's Actually, that's the best way to describe this is that it was and has been affecting my overall quality of life when it didn't have to be that way. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's when I was just like, there was a time a couple of years ago, I was like, this is just ridiculous. Uh, there were six days that went by where the pain was so bad. My constant, it was just constant. I was laying down at work. Like literally I was sitting next to Blaine. Blaine's desk was right next to me, Blaine Gibson. And I was just like lying there on the ground. He's like, you all right, buddy? I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm going to go to the ER soon. And I did. I actually went to the ER because I was like, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't, I can't see it. Something's, something's wrong with me. Help me, you know, right. help me. Um, and yeah, and it does take a toll on your mental health. I, it sucked to be the person leaving early or it sucked to be the center of attention in a way that I didn't want to be. Uh, when people are like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? Um, why, like, I remember leaving early from a wedding because um, my bubbles were hurting and then I got anxiety because of it because I was cramped in the corner of a, of a room and I was like, there's no way out if I have to go lay down somewhere. Then ended up having a full blown panic attack, left, uh, waited in the car for about an hour until my friends came out and they're like, you okay? And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, I'm all right. You guys go in and have fun. Don't worry about me. This just sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, good Good times. Good times. <laughs> but you just said uh, you're about to say that you kind of just found a solution. Is it, is it the solution? Has it uh, uh, been a thing that you're going to be able to fix this and take care of this moving forward? 
Um, I hope so. So basically, long story short, um, there's a doctor in Chicago named Dr. Bastian at the Bastian Voice Institute, and he is the one that kind of pioneered this technique, whereas a bunch of other gastroenterologists and other doctors I've spoken to, because I've spoken to them all, uh, have just like, one doctor literally did this to me. He's like, no, and just like waved his hand at me. I'm like, okay, well, well, okay, good to know. Um, but I didn't listen to him. And I, I went ahead and went to Chicago myself because it's like, it's one of those things where I need to do anything and try anything because this is so awful. Um, and so, and the cons- consequences or the effects of it, side effects, all of that weren't going to be awful to the point where it deterred me from getting it. Um, and if there were any side effects, it would have been worth it just it worked so far it has next week will be a month since the procedure but basically they put me under um and they injected 75 units of botox into my upper esophageal sphincter to relax the muscle and now it's just open whereas normally eating food your um sphincter will open quickly all the food and drink in and close immediately and in this case, for me, it's just open, um, which is a little weird because there's this term called slow swallowing that happens where um, the food just gets stuck in my esophagus and I have to drink water in order to get it down because it, the sphincter just doesn't close. Super fun. Um, but so that's been going on. So it's just open right now. So when I do burp, which the only way I can burp now is by turning my head to the dead and then using my diaphragm to get it out. They've been getting out. So the whole purpose of this is the Botox will wear off in, in three months, but during this three-month period, I need to practice every day. It sounds so silly, but practice burping every day so my muscles learn and know what to do so when the Botox does wear off, I know how to burp on my own and hopefully uh, don't have to deal with this shit anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so far, so good. Um, definitely had a couple times where I threw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm like, oh, learning, learning about things. Um, well, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. no shame to have there. It's it's baby steps, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's been it's been a journey, and the one thing I I you know when it when it comes to helping yourself in general, um, I feel like you know, don't stop until you find something because my friend told me this is the bet. She, she told me a doctor told her this, but she suffers from, um, anxiety and depression. And she was also against using pills, you know, Oh, I don't want to use pills to like cure me or whatever. And I get that because I was against that for the longest time too, or against, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm all about like herbal stuff, which is fine too. And natural ways. That's great too. If that works for you, that's awesome. Unfortunately, those, those did not work for me when it came to the burping situation and also, um, my anxiety disorder as well. Um, and so her doctor basically said, she was like, look, you could take this pill that will help you. Uh, she's like, it might not be a cure for everything, but it absolutely will improve your quality of life or you can just continue to suffer. And when you think about it, it's like, I don't wanna suffer anymore. If I have to take a pill or if I have to do, I have to undergo a scary medical treatment in order to find some sort of solace and happiness, then I'm willing to do that. Because in the big 
scheme of things, I just want to have a good quality of life and to try and be content. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Which is why I went ahead and did that procedure. <laughs> I, I think there's so much for our audience to take away from right there, Jess, because we talk about this a lot. Um, some of the earlier episodes that I did, and I, I've been preaching this long before I did my show, and it, you're a prime example of somebody who did it, is that get more opinions, right? Of like, don't just mm -hmm. go to that first person that tells you, you can't burp. Okay, uh, you're probably just some crazy broad. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on with you. You know, some old school mentality bullshit from a doctor that doesn't know, doesn't want to dive into what is actually going on. So I think a lot of people get stuck there, right, with their chronic pain of like not getting a second opinion, not going to the lengths yeah. to go find the answer, which I think is great that you are able to do that because so many people get stuck there, right? Um, so I think mm -hmm. that's a good motivation for anybody out there listening or watching is to follow in what justice and what you did, your process is going going wherever you need to go across the globe to find the answer, uh, which I know is exhausting in itself, but I mean, you wouldn't be in this position right now and now you have a new outlook on life. I do. And there's a part of me that wants to go back to this doctor and just kind of give him the finger and be like, you fucker. Uh, but I won't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, some doctors are great, uh, and some I don't. I don't know. They're not. Um, but yeah, getting getting opinions and doing your research, and also just talking to your friends about it. Because lo and behold, I found out that one of my friends also couldn't burp and also got this procedure, which is bonkers. Because I thought I was alone in this. I really did. I was mm. like, everyone can burp, but not me. And then come to find out, look on Reddit. There's sixteen thousand people there. And then I post on social media, I'm like, I can't burp. And then someone just messaged me saying, oh, I just learned how to burp a year ago. Or, oh, what? You know, I'm like, how did this? I thought literally for years, I thought I was the only person that this happened to. And then uh, realized I was completely wrong. And I was very happy about that. I mean, Even though I don't wish this upon anybody else, I'm just happy that I'm not low. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, that's part two of, 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 of a great lesson for everybody to take away is finding community is knowing that no matter what you're going through, as odd as it may seem, which, you know, at least on this show, we talk a lot about mental illness. Well, mental illnesses were seen the same way, that you were crazy and, yeah, you, you don't really feel that. That's made-up stuff. You just need to smile and be, you know, all that stuff. I think it's great that yeah. you found community because there is no worse feeling than going through pain and thinking nobody else can relate. And so you mentioned it with one of your friends. Have you found in you know, kind of getting this procedure now. And like you just said, talking about it more has, what has that been like in your, in your close circle or even just out in, in the regular world? Do you feel more comfortable with it? Are people more comfortable with you? Um, are they shocked to hear that you had this going on? Kind of like myself, like I had no idea. Uh, what has that experience been like thus far? No, it's actually, I feel more supported than ever, honestly, because I think people are just so happy for me that, this happens now and we were on set the other day and I felt a bubble coming and I can't deny them because I've denied them for years slash couldn't for years. So I I talked to the hair and makeup girl and I was like, hey, you know my situation. Like I have to burp. And she's like, oh God. She's like, just do it. She's like, don't give a fuck. She's like, let it go. She's like, I mean, obviously like do it into your, we were wearing masks, COVID. She's like, obviously like do it into your mask. I was like, oh, of course, of course. And so then I did it and it happened to be a really big one. And she was like, you go girl. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. 
thanks. <laughs> it's just like, um, yeah, and because and I'm also learning how to do this in public because it's considered rude and inappropriate to burp in public. I get it. And people, my friends are giving me pointers. They're just like, yeah, you can absolutely do it. If you do, just like turn to the side and then say, excuse me after. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, I like to oh, do that. Okay. I like to do that over like a, and kind of like let it float okay. down. Let it float down a little bit. Okay. Like, definitely decide. Like, yeah, like whatever. Or I'll even, do okay. it, I'll even do it in my shirt, especially if I'm like, at, you know, in close proximity <laughs> movie theater or whatever, I'll go in the shirt, but. <laughs> that's great see i have to like learn this shit because i i don't know and it's i feel like a baby learning how your body works well it's kind of so. it's, it's wild i mean i would challenge anybody watching this or listening to this right now tell me how to burp right like that's not i can't even tap in and be like if you asked me that jessica i'd be like um well you just you you burp right like so i would not know <laughs> So all of us are kind of would be, and I think that's the point with a lot of this stuff is somebody asks you point blank to do the thing that is causing you pain. They can't even themselves tap into it. That's how unaware they are of it. Um, yeah. So for you to even be going through this journey and like finding those people, which is so crucial too, right? Is being around people that are yeah. like, yeah, dude, let it rip. Let's go. What do you got to do? I think that's so important yeah. to find. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people kind of regress sometimes. I know that I have in the past. As far as you know, the mental side of this thing, when you're talking about anxiety and depression, Jess, um, like I've only recently, in the past like two years, told close friends that like, hey, I can't today because of my mental health. Like I never used to do that because I was the same person where I would leave parties, I would I would ghost people for months, for years because I just couldn't be there. I was so broken. I've only now gotten comfortable with being like. Kind of like you're mentioning to this coworker, hey, I have to burp. I I've only been like, I just I can't today. I'm not here today, type thing. Can it's I? Just, can it's I tough actually, to do. I want to actually bring up a story. I don't know if I've told you this or not, but um, years ago we were on set for I don't know if it was an um an episode of Million Dollars, but I was producing it and you were talent in it, and um, we. Uh, you had been to set, you were at set, but then like you had disappeared somewhere and we, you were being called like you were next. And, um, somebody had said, Oh, I think he like went out to his truck and I was like, Oh, okay. And I walk outside and I do find you in the truck and you're on the phone. I was like, okay, he's on an important phone call. I totally get it. Probably. Not. And then you were walking. Oh, okay. Probably well, not. in this case, I think, I think you were because when you, when you got out, I was like, and, and I am definitely a person that seeks and craves um, connection with other people, not because I need to feel um, like, ooh, me, or like, you need to pay attention to me, like, give me, it's more about like, because I have this overwhelming need to help other people, even if they don't want to be helped, and sometimes it's like, yo, bitch, back off. Um, and so you walked out of the car, and I had waited there for, for a minute for you, because to, to finish your phone call and you got out and you're like, Hey, sorry, I was on with my therapist. I'm like, totally. And I could tell that you were going through something. Um, and I so badly just wanted to be like, dude, like you're, you're not alone in this. Like I am on Lexapro and I have anxiety and like, but we didn't have, we didn't cross that barrier yet with each other. And I didn't know how comfortable you were talking about it. So we just didn't talk about it. But I like, there was that moment. I'm like, I go to therapy too, but like, should we talk about this? 
Oh, it was sh- weird and oh, like we should have. Yeah. I'm sorry we didn't I cross know. the bridge. That's unfortunate. No, it's okay, but these but these things take time, you know? Like do, you're saying yeah. like it took you took you know up until 2 years ago and it just takes time to be like am I ready to talk about this? I don't know. And like how am I feeling and how do we feel today? You know what I mean? So exactly. yeah. I mean it, it is. It I, takes a person an entire life sometimes to get there, right? Of like now I can finally be comfortable, which you want people to do it sooner than that, right? Because nobody, we don't want any of us to be in pain. But sometimes it does take an entire life. I mean, that's kind of one of the goals of the show. And I think you're helping by coming on to let people know like, hey, don't give up the search. Don't give up the fight. Yeah. Go find your solution because it is out there. Your people are out there no matter what. Yeah. I think even if it is, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but it is a unique situation of like somebody that can't burp and you're thinking nobody, deal. 16,000 people do. And there's more than that. Those are only the ones that you know. So it's such a big deal to like keep going, right? That's true. And the other part of this that I want to talk about, which is super bonkers, um, is going to, I don't know if battle is the right word, but going to like battle with yourself. Um, Because like you have your community. Yeah, you have your community and you have your support system. But then sometimes like you yourself uh, need to, you gotta, you gotta, go at it with yourself and i have a very interesting uh example of this and like i think this is more widely known is that i um have anxiety and um i take lexapro for that and and i'm also prescribed klonopin for when i have panic attacks but i had a situation that happened about four years ago i've always had anxiety but i had a situation that happened four years ago that was a very traumatic experience and i never used that word traumatic until uh my therapist named it that and then it all of a sudden clicked in my brain i'm like oh this wasn't just like a oh i had a little panic attack like this was a traumatic experience and i was giving it the weight that it deserved because it's it freaking rewired shit in my brain and it changed me forever so naming it that and naming like hey something not great happened something bad happened to me and that's okay because thing bad things happen all the time naming it that and knowing that and accepting that that was a traumatic experience was like the first step in all of this but i ever since that one traumatic experience where my heart rate shot up to 185 within seconds my whole left arm went numb and i was mimicking heart attack symptoms um i and thought i was literally having a heart attack and dying um ever since that that time i now my body mimics those same symptoms during honestly randomly it, it out of the blue sometimes sometimes it's um stressful situations sometimes it's i'm reading too much webmd about medical stuff i'm like oh what's this and then i freak out and then it happens it's been happening for the past four to five years and every time i have one of these full-blown panic attacks like the ones where they last hours at a time they last two to four hours of every single my adrenaline just pumping it's it's just awful like shaking um again thinking i'm having a heart attack this is the best way to describe it arm going numb um and i can't for the life of me determine whether or not i am actually having a heart attack or it's a panic uh attack and it's not like hyperventilating and crying it's like oh oh fuck, like this overwhelming crazy sensation of just like my heart's about to explode. It's going to explode and I'm dying tonight. That's cool. Um, And so it's been happening over and over. And every time it happens, I either will call the ambulance or I will um, go to the ER. And every time they put an IV in me, 
they calm me down. I feel automatically safer because I'm like, oh, if I die or something happens, here's these a medical team of professionals. And that's happened every single time. So I'm just, you know, doing the cycle over and over again. And finally, the last time that I called the ambulance, I had the guy taking my blood pressure and I asked him, I was like, you must think I'm crazy, right? Like, I know this is anxiety and you think I'm nuts. He's like, well, you know, if you would have asked me two years ago, yeah, I, I would have thought you were nuts because I didn't believe in anxiety until I met my now wife and she suffers from anxiety. And he's like, and I see the way it works inside of her on a daily basis. And I realize it is a very real thing and it is a disorder. Um, And he's like, you're not crazy. Uh, he's like, but you do need to get help for it. I'm like, yeah, of course. So um, been going to therapy and always have the Klonopin in my back pocket. And I don't, I'm also like not a huge pill taker. Again, I'm on the Lexapro because it really has dramatically improved my life. Um, but the Klonopin, it is addicting, which is why I don't take it all the time. And I right. only take it in full-blown panic attack situations. Um, but I had one at the top of COVID right when we all went home and it was the first month and my whole world flipped upside down as everybody's did. And I had, and I had one and it happened at 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm going to about, I'm going to yap for another two minutes here. So just hear me out. Bear with me. Um, Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because it's bizarre and I haven't really shared this publicly yet. So it's, it's weird. Um, But, and maybe a little scary, but here we go. Um, I, it was 2 a.m. I go downstairs and me and Devin sleep separately because he snores and I can't deal with him. Anyway, he's downstairs sleeping and I'm like, Devin, I think I'm having a panic attack. I need to go to the hospital. And he's like, no, you don't need to do that. You know what you need to do. You know, it's just a panic attack. And I was like, this is bullshit. And then, but I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. It is a panic attack. So I went into the kitchen. I'm holding ice in my hands. I'm taking like this and I'm like slapping it against myself to try and ground me because I am in fight or flight mode. I am in a heart attack situation and I'm trying to ground myself and it's working, but it's also not working. It's fucking strong. These are strong panic attacks. And so then I was like, all right, I'm going to take a Klonopin. This is one of those times. And I took one. And the best way to describe this is if I am at war with myself and I'm on the front lines fighting. The Klonopin is behind me also fighting, but it's not fighting as strong as I am. It comes in waves. It comes to the front a little bit sometimes with me to help me fight, but it's not the one fighting it for me. Like it's, it, I guess the the dose I had wasn't um, strong enough or my panic attack was just strong enough. I'm, I'm not really sure, but it, it helped me as, as backup, but not the full amount um, in, the, in the war that we were fighting together. And so I'm here doing it myself. I start thinking about things like, what would Wonder Woman do in this instant right now? She's a badass bitch. Like, how would she conquer this situation? And I'm pacing up and down my house, going to battle with myself, talking to myself, doing whatever I can just to try and just control this and just deal with it. Until one moment it got so bad where this is the scary part, and now I have a better understanding moving forward, but... The filter that's in our brains that help you understand things such as good thoughts, bad thoughts, um, don't hurt yourself thoughts, don't, um, you know, kill that person over their thoughts. The best way to describe it, it was lifted for some reason. It was lifted for probably probably about like five seconds where 
I had every single thought rush through my brain, good and bad thoughts um, that were absolutely terrifying thoughts. Thoughts about like, oh, uh, I can understand why someone would hurt themselves. Like I understand in that moment, because sometimes you don't understand. You don't understand when someone says, I want to hurt myself or something like that. You're like, I I don't understand how you could do that. But there's always something, you know, like there's a reason they feel that way. And in that moment, I was like, wow, I have this moment of, I understand why somebody would. And it was a very scary thought. And all these awful and horrible thoughts started just clouding my brain. And then all of a sudden the filter came back on and I was like, oh Lord, I'm in a situation right now. And so went through the process of just, again, talking talking to myself and just using every ounce of strength that I could possibly muster to fight this thing. And finally, after two and a half hours, uh, it finally started to subside and I was able to go to sleep. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, holy shit, what did I just go through? And in turn, after reflecting on it, it made me um, look at mental health in a completely different way. It made me understand things differently. And it also made me feel 10 times stronger that I was able to get through that myself. And there's a small part of me, knock on wood, uh, that feels like I have broken the cycle in some way because I didn't call the ambulance or go to the ER. I also haven't had one of those big panic attacks in almost two years now when I usually at least have one or two a year, knock on wood. Um, I also did a tremendous amount of help for myself after that panic attack to make sure that never fucking happened again because it was so not great where I went to this website called ilovepanicattacks.com and learned an, an incredible amount of knowledge on how to deal with anxiety and panic attacks and things that help you get through it. And um, that has just helped tremendously. Like it, all I want to do now with my life is like go help other people that have panic attacks and anxiety because I know exactly what they've gone through and the awfulness and the thoughts and all different kinds of things that go along with it. But um, that was a huge kind of thing. When people are like, oh, what, what type of things did you learn in COVID? Did you learn how to bake bread? I'm like, I none of that. Uh, absolutely, I learned nothing other than I got over hopefully some of my panic attack issues. So um, yeah, that was, that's, yeah, here we go. Man, Jess, thanks for sharing that. One, I'm glad yeah. you're here. I mean- that's very scary stuff. And I mean, to even recognize it in the moment, that's better mm-hmm. than most people can do. I've never really been able to do that. It's taken me my whole life to even try and get to a point like that. So I think that's awesome. Um, being yeah. able to notice, I love that phrasing, that it's a filter that was lifted. Um, I yes. think that's a really interesting way uh, to put that. And it makes sense for people that it that have that ideation, not necessarily to like in things, but possibly in things, but like, of I will do, putting yourself in that spot that I will do anything other than exist in this moment because it is so bad. Like yeah, tapping into yep. that is a scary place to get to. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost not. It's not a one. It's like a need, right? It's like a need feeling of I got to get the fuck out of here. How do I get out of here? I it doesn't. Okay, yeah. what what end it? Okay, fine. Let's do that because it's so bad. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And 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 after that, I've. I'm trying to, and I talk about this with my therapist and I'm trying to do more research on like, 
when those moments come, is it a biological chemical imbalance of my brain in that moment was being flooded or not flooded with God knows what, um, you know, I'm like, was it because I know that take, take, take that situation out, take those five minutes away. I would not want to hurt myself in any way. But in those, in those five seconds, when right. this weird boop in my brain happened, I was like, what? And, and then it was this weird, like gut instinct of like, no, you know, this is not real, you know? And it was weird. It's, it's playing with you. And that's what's scary. Our brains are a con complex machine. And it really does take a lot of work and research and therapy and everything to, to get hopefully to a healthier place, but it is worth it for sure. I mean, everything you just talked about tonight, you're, you're coming off like an expert because those are exactly the things you should be doing of finding group, of reaching out to get a help, of not stopping and trying to find a solution to what other, whatever ails you. So, um, man, yeah. You're doing a favor to uh, our viewers tonight and our listeners. I am I guarantee you they're taking away a lot from this, from everything that you share. I hope. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, I what was the name <laughs> of that website again that you said? I love um, I'm, I love panicattacks.com. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to include that in the show description. I want to I want to be able to go check yeah. that out and have our viewers do the same. Yeah, let me um well, let me just make sure I love panicattacks.com. Hold on. Yep, this is it. Perfect. Yes. Yep. And he's really great. I, he's from Europe and he has an accent and he's adorable. And <laughs> I, I felt very comfortable with him. Um, it, it, what, as in like watching his videos, he doesn't like have one-on-one -on -one sessions or maybe he does, but I just watched all of his videos and took his courses and I was like, oh, whoa. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, any resources, right? And I think that's the thing yes. uh, we always talk about is like, there's never enough resources. Like get what works for you. There's something out there for you. There's a burping community out there for you that does not know how to burp. There's an I Love Panic Attacks website that can help you with panic attacks. These are things I did not know existed before you came on the show. So now we have new information, which is what all of this is about. Because too much of it is, uh, it's so black and white. And you even talk about the ambulance driver that, uh, you know, told you like, I wouldn't have believed you. It's good yeah. that those things are, are, are breaking down because those are the toughest ones to explain. What is a panic attack? You know, what, what is anxiety? What is depression? When it's completely yeah. foreign to the other person, when they can't even tap into it. Kind of like I was asking people earlier, show me how to burp. Tell me what that feels like. How do you do that? It's like, well, how does somebody feel depression and anxiety? You can't explain that in words. Like, you really can't. You can explain how you feel, but you can't explain how it starts. You literally, like, you know that, we all know that energy, whatever that is that floats inside of us that comes up. I can't manifest that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. And like, you know, I have a, a couple family members when I'm just, you know, they're like, what's this anxiety? That Why can't you just, just calm down? Just take it easy. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've tried to calm down. It hasn't worked thus far. So what's your next tip? <laughs> it's always like, and I don't mean to it. Look, and I, I, I get, I've had those conversations with family members too. I've had them with friends where they give you the same thing where it's basically like calling the tech guy. Like when I call Suddenlink after the stream tonight, they're going to be like, well, did you try plugging it in and, and taking it out? And did you plug it in again? Why didn't that work? <laughs> That's what it is. A lot of the times so that people, why are you sad? <laughs> did you try smiling? That didn't work. Like, yeah. It's more complicated I'm like than that. And what's crazy is that we are, we obviously we're all human beings, unless you're not. And if you're not, that's awesome. But second, you know, 
it, we all have issues. None of us are perfect. And there's always shit going on behind closed doors because that's just, we're, we are full of mistakes and craziness. And that's just how we are as human beings. And I think people that approach you with those type of comments and stuff like that, either A, don't know how to deal with their own issues um, or are very insecure about their own issues or are in complete denial that they even have them which is also, they're all, those are all sad things and I wish them well, but um, don't ever let those type of people ever deter you because um, it's not real. <laughs> so it's the best way to say it. Like, don't listen to them. And what they're saying is not accurate. <laughs> I think that's great advice. I, and I think that's, yeah. a good, that's a good place for, our, for us to end tonight, Jessica. That's really good advice to leave our viewers with. Um, my friend, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this. Um, Thank you for having me. I think it takes a lot of courage to do it, to continue to do the work and knowing, uh, you know, outside of the physical work that you have to do, the mental work of being able to, you know, get more comfortable and communicate and find your, your people and continue on with your process. I mean, hats yeah. off to you, my friend. I'm so happy that you're at this place right now. And I'm so happy thank that you, you. can come share this with everybody. Everybody yeah. absolutely thanks you for it. Oh, God, I can't see the comments, but I, I appreciate you all watching. Oh, they love Thank you. you so they much. love you. <laughs> oh. oh, that's good. Oh, yes. great. You, you can, if you need a chat, you know, I have a Twitter, just message and we'll talk about life. Yes, please. Jessica Basami, <laughs> uh, yeah, go find her on Twitter and the Instagrams and all that good stuff. Um, Jess, uh, we need to catch up uh, even more after this. Uh, yeah. We need to get back to it. I'm so glad that we ran back into, you know, you and Meg and Barbara. I ain't seen yeah. you guys in like three years. And then I randomly yeah. see all of you. And I'm like, well, well hell, we need to, let's do this thing. Come on, come on. Have let's, a girl's night. Yeah, let's do this. Because <laughs> um, it, it, and it's, it really speaks to is like, every person you know in your life has that thing going on that you just don't know about. Every single one of them. And that's every yep. single one of my friends. That's you. That's me. Um, and that's our viewers. So thank you so much yeah. for uh, hanging out with us tonight. Can I say and one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of that, this is the last piece of advice I'll give you. Um, because Please. like you said, n we all can't see what the other person is going through. They could be dealing with so much shit inside themselves, as we've talked about. Um, always be kind to people because you don't know what they are going through. So practice kindness, which is I, I try and do that as well. So yeah. That's the better advice I leave you with. <laughs> you gave nothing but good advice tonight. So thank you for all of it. Uh, all right, yeah. Jessica Basami, everybody. Uh, Jess, we definitely got to have you on sometime in the future. We have to get an update with how you're doing. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I'm going to shoot you a text after this. We got to go hang out, go do something, okay? And we can burp as Absolutely. loud as we want to. I will yes, announce it with authority. You. Listen to this awesome. woman roar. Here it comes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Thank right. you, Tyler. Right. Jess, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. Love Asami. She's the best. That was incredible. And, and it's it's wild. Like, I never knew um, what she said. You know, preaching kindness of, of do it every day, practice it every day. I had no idea that she had ever gone through that. I'd never seen Jessica in pain at work. I'd never known uh, that she was ever going through anything. She was just the funny girl that I worked with. Which it makes sense that a lot of people that go through a lot of pain are usually the funniest people you know because they have to laugh. Um, but I hope you guys took a lot of lessons away from Hertz tonight. I, I certainly did. I mean, and Jessica really did like what we talked about on the show. She didn't stop finding answers. 
she surrounds herself with people that know what's going on with her. She's found groups. She's found community. And through all of our, you know, adventures on this show with all the people that we've talked about, I know that it's rinse and repeat and it's repetitive, but that's what it takes to get to a place where you're going to be mentally okay. I'm doing the same for me. All right. I still have a long ways to go. So I need people like Jessica to come on to reinforce it in my head that I need to talk more to my friends about the things that I'm feeling that I need to continue doing my process. I might be slacking right now. Um, But those are the steps. Getting the medication, getting the treatment, getting the therapy, getting the group and getting the community. I mean, wonderful. I'm so happy that she was able to come on tonight. She's the best. Um, All right. So I don't have to torture you guys anymore with this absolutely terrible internet situation that I got going on that I will try and attempt to fix. Somebody at Sudden Link's not going to get a very nice phone call, but I will try, as Jessica said, to treat people with kindness because I do not know what's going on on the other side of the phone with Sudden Link. I know behind the phone is an absolute piece of shit cell and internet service, but the person that I'm going to talk to, they might be going through some stuff, so I'm going to try and treat them with respect. But if I get my way to the top, to the CEO, no, absolutely not. They're swimming in cash right now, literally swimming in cash, burning another outside because it got a little chilly. All the while, my internet's getting throttled and my mental health show can't work. So I apologize. Um, but I really, uh, you know, I saw the chat popping off tonight. Um, I, I'm so glad that you guys are a part of the conversation. And if you're listening to the show, um, or watching the recorded version. We always encourage you guys to watch it live. I promise when my internet is working, it's much better. Uh, but also to be a part of our community on Discord, um, to join in in the conversation. We'll make sure to get all those links that Jessica talked about, the uh, I Love Panic Attacks, up in Discord, um, as well as I'll put it in the YouTube uh, recording of this. So if you're watching it, you should see it in the description down below. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, Jessica left it how we've left it before. Treat others with kindness. You just never know what they're going through. And for those of you suffering from chronic pain, no matter what it is, no matter if it's something that we've never heard of before, uh, you're a champion for even daring to exist every day. When your existence says, uh, I'm going to put you through hell, and you're like, okay, and then you do it day in and day out again, that's something really special. Uh, my bad back ain't nothing compared to what most of you guys go through, other people that you know. Um, and it's something that I can try and fix. Some people cannot fix theirs, and those are the people that we really need to lift up um, that, that really don't have those options to alleviate the pain. Those are the ones that need to have the community group uh, and, and therapy the most in whatever form they can get it. So uh, I'm going to go fix my internet. What I would like you guys to do, though, to pay it forward to one of our good friends. You know, I talked about Miss Meg Turney, and uh, if, uh, if I believe – that she is still on, which she is, I'm going to send you guys on a little bit of a raid. We've never raided anybody on this channel. I love Meg, and I want you guys to go raid her, and I want you to spam her with nothing but positivity and reinforcement and yellow guy emote, which you should have. It's your first emote that you can have, and I'm going to send you guys right there. I've never done a raid. Dr. Bacon said all I do is I just push the button. So I'm going to start the raid. I just pushed it. And I see a bunch of you guys getting, I uh, got 18 viewers ready to raid Meg Turney. I got 20. We got almost got the whole, whole gang in here. All right, so I'm going to push the raid now. I'm going to see you guys later. I love all of you guys. Hope you have a good week. I am going to try and get my damn internet fixed because we've got to talk to the people. But what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to, I do the VOD recording after this show. Uh, I'm going to 
edit this puppy up and I'm going to, I might literally restream it on Twitch if I can figure out my internet issues tomorrow. So if you, if it wasn't good enough or the VOD was a little scratchy, we'll have an actual good cut because at least on my end, it'll be better. All right, guys, you guys go raid, uh, raid Meg. Tell her I said hi and tell her that I love her because um, she's a wonderful person. And give her yellow guy and you guys have a good week and I'll talk to you soon. And I click the raid. Y'all guys have a fun raid now. And I'm going to end the stream. See you guys.